Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Finals Week 1 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, have you got a highlight of the week past? Yeah, we had F1 on the weekend. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, the weekend was Monza, which is the Italian Grand Prix. It sounds um, boganish, though, doesn't it? Monza! Yeah, yeah, right, the Monza! <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of the... It, it is... It's the Italian Bogans, uh, the Tifosi. <laughs> it's written on your chair, I've just noticed. Yeah, um, racing chair. Mon- the, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Sorry, anyway. <laughs> you know, there's a fair bit of overlap with uh, Bogans and uh, wannabe Ferrari drivers and everything. So it's a famous circuit because it's very straight, very, very fast. It's the fastest circuit um, on the calendar. Right. Um, and the, the fun part is that... Uh, Mercedes is actually coming back to the pack now. They've been the dominant car for a few years, and now Ferrari have actually started to come good. And uh, so have Red Bull, and Renault are starting to catch up in the last couple of races, which is great for Aussie Danny Rick. But uh, in this one, we saw some things that just uh, were real highlights. Um, The first being uh, Max Verstappen fucked up everything and um, decided to have to start from the back of the grid, so that was a good start, (laughs) um, because fuck him. And... uh, Another part was um, Sebastian Vettel decided to just lose his fucking mind, really. Uh, he was running, uh, I think, third or fourth. Uh, and then, for no reason whatsoever, Span um, on a chicane, which normally these drivers take blindfolded, missed a wall, uh, and then decided to rejoin the track and hit another car that then spun off, that then rejoined the track and hit another car. Nice. So. It was a, a whole fucking train wreck of sort of things, and he ended up getting a stop-go penalty and all that sort of stuff, which ruined his race, and he had nothing to go with. But uh, the other fun thing was Lewis Hamilton, who, while a fantastic driver, can be a bit of a, a whiny knob in the car. I mean, you know, he's complaining all the damn time, and then when he wins, the uh, the race engineer's like, yeah, I told you so, and he's like, well, who's the Ferrari young lad, 21 years old, and couldn't do it. Had uh, fresher tyres, had uh, the position on him, just couldn't get it done. And uh, then he swapped over with his teammate. He said, I couldn't get it done. So the clerk became the first one in, I think, uh, about 15 years to yeah. win Monza for Ferrari. And, uh, he, yeah, he's not paying for a drink I'm in, gonna say, must in Italy. Be, must Absolutely have been pretty no. popular. Yeah, Huge. yeah, it, it's fair to say. Um, I mean, he's French, um, which yeah. is as close to Italian as the Italians I, have I, right I now. I was going to say, I don't think they mind too much. No. The car's Italian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, Alfa Romeo was on the grid as well, but no one gave a shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week? Well, mine were kind of F1 related as well. Like going to Monza, the funniest part for me was qualifying in Q3, the last session of qualifying. <sighs> they all basically have one flying lap. But in right. Monza, because it's so straight, you would want to be the person that's giving us a slipstream so yeah. no one wants to come out. <laughs> they normally have toes. So you'll have teammates, one teammate will go ahead to sort of yeah. absorb the air, and the guy behind gets a bit of a toe. Yeah. And so they've play the game where they come out for the last flying lap at the last possible minute but no one wants to be first and so Renault have decided they've they've got this uh, they do a, a lap at the start of the session but that's not going to be a final lap because yep. the track warms up and shit and so Renault were fourth and fifth at that time so they sent one of the drivers out first which made everyone else come out they intentionally made him make a mistake so he right. backed the whole, whole pack up and then no one got to do a flying lap except for <laughs> one car one car got to do a proper qualifying lap Still didn't improve his time. Yeah, they're all walking pace throughout the whole thing. And they had like two minutes to a lap, which normally takes about one minute 40. Uh, they all fell short. And the funny part is they started to realise we've got to get a move on. But yeah. then the guys at the front, uh, I think Leclerc was at the front. And he's like, 
I can't improve my position. Fuck it. You go yeah. around me. <laughs> I think it was yeah, Sainz and, and Hulkenberg were just like, we ain't moving. Yeah, yeah Hulkenberg's like, I'm fifth, bitch. I'm yeah. loving this. Do, do they get penalties or anything like that for holding uh, up? They can if they're on a flying lap, but they weren't on a flying lap, um, but they do need to do a certain speed, even on their cool-down laps between safety car lines, but apparently they were underneath it. So it's a bit like in footy when you've given away a free kick and you point at the bloke, like him, yep, that exactly. one? Is that who you want me to give the ball to? Yep. The yep. only bloke within 50 metres? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the other exciting thing about uh, Formula One is I got into a rabbit hole of watching Lando Norris and Max Verstappen play iRacing, basically their highlights. Right. And so after the race, the last week in, in Spa, they raced for six hours afterwards. They actually raced Formula One. Right. So they just went online, got their own little setups, and they live streamed it on Twitch. But <laughs> and, and, the, little setups. They're not oh, fucking yeah, little setups. Yeah. It, it's massive. pretty much an F1 simulator that and they're like, driving in. And like, they are fucking hilarious because they just take the piss out of each other and like, the other driving F1 grid. Um, so I sat there watching them basically take the piss out of each other and, and Lando replaying uh, Max Verstappen fan songs to him while he's trying to race. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this fucking song that goes, Max, 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 Super Max, 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 just stuck in my head for fucking ages. <laughs> but if you can see the highlight, check it out. It's actually pretty funny. See, I reckon they should have a driver's channel where they can just sledge each other. Well, that's basically this, yeah. And like this new generation of drivers is fucking amazing. They're incredibly talented, but they've got obviously the outreach through uh, iRacing on on Twitch, which has been incredible to watch. Um, My highlight of the week was uh, actually last night. About 3.30 in the morning, I woke up with a bit of a coughing fit. I just couldn't get something out of my throat. But anyway, um, I thought, oh, well, that's woken me up. I may as well check the cricket scores. And uh, nine for uh, England were down for. I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, this is close. I might get up and actually watch it. And then the 10th one fell as I was watching the 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 ball-by-ball replays. Uh, Sorry, not replays. The ball-by-ball updates on the phone. I thought, oh, well, I was there for it (laughs) when the 10th fell. Um, And then I watched all the wickets fall on Twitter, um, thanks to nine wide water sports. It is funny. One of the um, ex-English bowlers, I think Harmison it was, came out and said, oh, no one has ever liked Smith again. Like uh, it's always tainted. Like, yeah, he's fucking belting the shit out of the ball, though. <laughs> we say you're averaging 140. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you can argue. Yeah, he he made the wrong call as a captain, and fuck yeah, deserved to be suspended. Yeah, but none of nothing he ever did tried to get an extra run. And Harmison was one of those players who was using the lollies on the ball. So ah, uh, he was in the team when that happened. Yeah, definitely, and he's a fast bowler. So. Yeah. He's uh, no, he's fucking doing it. Um, he was the one that uh, the first ball in the Ashes in Australia. He bowled it and ended up in Freddie Flintoff's slap at third slip. Yeah, yeah. So, look, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that uh, I have any more um, knowledge or uh, capability to pass judgment than yeah, yeah, yeah. Any player, but no, he's a dickhead. Well, uh, the reason I bring that up is that's what he'll be remembered for. Yep. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, I, somehow I think Smith is going to be remembered for scoring about three hundred more runs than more than the next bloke. Yeah, do you reckon he'll enjoy his second his second captaincy? <laughs> well, Payne was looking but, fucking vulnerable for a bit there. Yeah, but but putting Labuschagne on turned out to be a masterstroke. Yeah, um, but do you just go? You know what? He's scoring too many runs. Maybe yeah. without the captaincy, that suits him. Maybe don't fuck it up. He, don't know. he wasn't doing bad with the captaincy either. Though. Yeah, true. But he's he's had a fair old series. See, the funny thing is. Would, to me, would be if he went, uh, you know, front of the ACB and said, they're like, oh, you know, you can be captain again if you want. And he's like, well, all right, I guess I'm ready for it. And then Warner pops up, how about me? They're like, you can no, fuck off. I think <laughs> oh, Warner might be in a bit of spot uh, trouble. I I don't know if he should be lining up for the fifth test. No. He had one good innings in the first test, I think. Yeah, it could have been. 
I think it was 80-odd. Yeah, it might have been like. the second innings of the first test, but uh, yeah, it, it was early on anyway. Yeah. And uh, it hasn't really uh, shaken the books too much since. No, nah, we've got a pair in this one, so. Yeah, but Lavashain, was a, he's been a brilliant... Uh, Fine of the summer. I mean, mind you, I, mean, I wouldn't recognise a bloke walking down the street, I don't think, but uh, <laughs> I know the name now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Manus, the Queenslander he so. is. But uh, yeah, that was, that was exciting for the cricket, and it... Uh, you know, gave me a reason to stay up for another half hour at three o'clock in the morning. I did like how they asked Tim Payne. They're like, you know, how are you feeling about this? He's like, well, you know, we haven't uh, won the Ashes. We've just retained it. So we're looking forward to the fifth test and winning it. Yeah, you've got to like, say that in front of the cameras. And they're like, so, you know, what are you going to be doing in the meantime? He's like, oh, we're having a big one tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Massive, mate. And they uh, they certainly did. They uh, interrupted uh, old Chompers when he's doing oh, his li- live cross. <laughs> um, which is good viewing if you get a chance to, to have a look at it. it was a flat out sprint to him. <laughs> yeah, they were loving it. No, uh, fuck it. You got to enjoy yourself, don't you? Exactly. Especially over there. Like it's so rare that an Australian team carries a series or even draws one uh, internationally. Well, I was saying before, you know, uh, Tim Payne, the accidental captain, as they, they're calling him, um, is now retained the Ashes on English soil, which is something that Michael Clark never did, Steve Smith never did, Steve Waugh was the last one, I think. I don't know if Steve Waugh did. Um, it was either Mark Taylor or Steve Waugh, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's not a bad old effort. Well, I mean, Steve Waugh is probably the best captain of my era, I guess. Oh, I don't know. We, we, or Ricky Ponting would be up there. But it's a little bit spoiled. I mean, you're going through the eras where you had Langer and Hayden belting the piss out of everyone, and then McGrath and McGrath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really not fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I could probably I could have captain them, yeah. Warney, can you bowl? Yep, all right. <laughs> Warney, Glenn, each end. Yep. <laughs> Where you want your fielders? All right, yep, yeah. no worries. Langer, Hados, fucking smash it. Job done. Yeah. Are we going to declare it 6.50 or 7? All right. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, we'll get into a bit of the footy, seeing as we've got finals. Um, I think my tips were 50-50 this weekend. They didn't go that great. Um, and I think yeah, actually might not have even been that. But uh, started off on Thursday night with the Eagles doing a number on Essendon. Um, they just looked too good all over the ground. You know, it was a flattering scoreline for Essendon, to be honest. Q they was well terrible. and truly in the rack. It was shit house. Yeah. And the Eagles are just tuning up. Yep. Um, but we thought this would happen too. We thought Essendon were kind of lucky to get that last spot. And it was pretty much shown. Uh, that's where they are. I mean, the first five minutes, and we said on the podcast last week, if Essendon get out to a quick lead, they're a chance. Mm. And as soon as uh, Eagles win at a quarter time with a a, a lead, you know, nah, game's over. And just the way that it was played as well was just you just waiting for um, West Coast to just really tune in yeah. and, and start, yeah. you know, hitting targets. And they just cleaned up so easily uh, with going forward in the yeah. contest. There wasn't really a whole lot of winners of the ground for Essendon. Not much structure going forward. Yeah. Um, big knit nut. Looked like he had to miss a step. Yep. That chase down of Saad. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I've never seen him run faster. Oh, the choke slam was pretty decent too. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Well, that's very interesting, that one, too. Because old Zachy Merritt's put on a uh, dreadlock. and um, um, I'm, I play dumb games, win dumb prizes. That, but, uh, there were comments saying you know, it was a thug move or whatever. No, no. That's just what happens when a bantamweight tries to piss off a heavyweight. <laughs> uh, stay in your weight zone. The thing is, if you pull someone here, that's a fight. That's the start of a fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's dumb as fuck. You, yeah. you, you don't grab someone's hair for a start. Like, and much less someone with dreadlocks and much less someone who's bloody f- a foot taller than <laughs> Six, eight, yeah. I mean, they're already and, whooping your ass. Yeah, and he is a massive unit. Like, uh, Nick Nat, he has long legs, but he has massive fucking oh, guns. It, he's a professional athlete and he's six foot eight. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think I'm in the minority, though. I still reckon he should have got a game for it. Because, yeah, fair enough, you got your hair pulled. Um, 
But as any baby boomer will tell you, that's your fault for having long hair. Um, But uh, really, you can't be throwing people into fences. This is not the most controversial non-suspension of the week. No, no, we will get to that. I Um, think by that same token, he has to get reported for pulling hair. Yeah, he did. I think he he got got a fine. No, he got a fine for it. The AFL loves a good fine. Yeah, Yeah, but um, Nick Nat did come out and say he'd do it again. And I thought, I don't know if that's the right way, champ. You know, turn the other cheek and all that. Well, I guess coming into finals, you kind of got to say that, don't you? Otherwise, they're going to just do it every week. Again. Well, I mean, uh, Ben Stratton got a week for pinching. Yeah, but he's a cunt. <laughs> for pinching and stomping. No, he got a week each for yeah. pinching and stomping, but he got a week for pinching, um, which is p- apparently worse than throwing a bloke into the what fence. What did he pinch, exactly? The, Everything. The back of his uh, arm. Yeah. Yeah, might, have, might have stole someone's car or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ben Cousins pinching. <laughs> Pinch the tank. But anyway. Um, there was... Uh, and I think Nick Nat also was so dominant in the ruck. Oh, Gumble... Uh, yeah, Bell Chambers, sorry. Not Gumbleton. Bell Chambers. Mm, same thing. Yeah. Um, he Obviously, he's had his own injury worries in the last couple of months, but, geez, he was made to look second rate. Because he is. I, th- I thought he'd been very good before he got injured. He's been decent, but um, like if you th- if you talk about who are the best ruckmen in the AFL, I don't think he cracks top ten. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't name ten ruckmen in the <laughs> AFL. To be honest, <laughs> Sean Greek. Yeah, but I don't think anybody was really that surprised um, by the result. No, I mean you're already sort of hoping it's going to. Be, well, I was hoping it was going to be a real hard fought contest, and they both wipe each other out, basically. <laughs> I, mean, no, I, mean, I don't want injuries, but I want you know concerns. Yeah. You just want uh, them to absolutely slog it I, out. I want so someone bugging. to be you know you know a test for availability next week. I was I was kind of shocked. Heppel got thirty touches. I didn't see him Did with really? the ball that much. Yeah, like watching the game, I didn't think he had that much impact. Somebody had to. Yeah, it's well, one of those. Still, might not have that much impact, but just yeah, I know sometimes the ball just falls in your lap, and you yeah. do fuck all with it. Yeah. On the other hand, Dylan Shield, I thought. Uh, had 15 contested, which is the game high, but they needed that. Like, it, there was no easy ball for him to get. Yeah. He's normally best when he's out on his own. Yeah, and again, though, I mean, his disposal is what usually gets him in trouble, but a lot of the times he's looking up and everything was covered. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to kick to a free target when there are no free targets. And also, they, they tend to like letting Saad run off and do the, the Bashahooli, yeah. Johansson sort of style. Uh, Breaking lines. They can yep. really use the Bashahooli. <laughs> but he doesn't have the the depth of kick. No, not as much. And even the one where he did uh, start to get on his bike, where Nick Nat ran him down, he still got his kick away. But you can see the kick only went thirty five meters, yeah. and it landed in the lap of an eagle. If it went forty meters, it would have hit landed in the lap of another eagle. If it went fifty meters, it would have landed in the lap of another eagle. Mm. So you know there wasn't much for him uh, up ahead either. They, they were just beaten. You know, well, it was just. I think they've beaten the coach's box more than anything else. I like that structure there when you've got uh, no options. Yeah, that's sticking to a very good structure. Yeah, they were, but I mean, it's easy to stick to a structure when you've got the better players too. Mm. Well, I mean, that does help. Um, you know, and I think what it is, and have six inclusions going to this one, so they're rolling the dice. Yeah, but again, that's the coach's call or the match committee's call. But yeah, they've backed the coach for another season as well. I've here. They have finally <laughs> suckers. You know, isn't this interesting? Because um, there's a lot, been a lot of speculation over the last couple of weeks, and there's been a few media saying there is speculation. And then on, I think it was on Sunday, yeah, um, where the CEO actually came out and said, "No, he is definitely coaching." And then all the Essendon supporters are going, "See, they're all wrong." Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> if they're wrong, 
You would have said that two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They were still speculating. Yeah. No, I think they just wanted to see if there's anything better out there, and there really isn't at the moment. I don't maybe think. not. Maybe not. Like if you do get rid of worse old, who you get in? Like uh, Scott Richardson and uh, uh, well, you, you, Ross I mean, the you, boss. You test the market. You know, you you, you look out there. Um, uh, you know, Bangers Harvey's still running around. Um, I tell you who everyone's forgotten about is Mark Williams. He's yeah. coaching Williamstown in the VFL. Yep. Werribee in the VFL. Um, who I reckon got he left the system far too early. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was his choice though. Right? He just didn't want to. No, could be fucked anymore. Want a flag? Not really. Um, I listened to his sacked podcast, um, which yeah. is really really good. But at GWS, they basically wanted to pay him you know a hundred thousand dollars to coach, and he's like, <laughs> guys, really. Um, and then at Richmond, he kind of got squeezed out as an assistant because of the um, soft cap uh, right, and that kind yep. of stuff. But um, you know, he wanted to be a head coach as well. So mm. if you can't be a head coach at the top level, it'd be a head coach at the next one down. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I took out of it. But uh, anyway, hmm. um, that's the end of Essendon. Uh, it's a point that somebody did uh, make on Reddit was that nobody has celebrated an Essendon finals victory on Facebook or Twitter. Right, because their Ever. last wow. yeah yeah because their last finals victory was before those. Uh, Platforms existed. Uh, 2004, 2005. Something like that. Let's yeah. keep that up. <laughs> it was lovely. All right, on to Friday night, uh, Collingwood and Geelong. Um, one of the more talked about games from the weekend. Um, what a fascinating game it was too. Uh, not high scoring, but uh, geez, there was a lot of um, uh, angles um, to cover in this one. Yeah. So I don't mind the not high scoring games and the finals in particular. If it's a grunt and a grind, I'm okay with it. If it's a good um, contest, that's all you want really. Yeah, I mean... You know, it was it was great to see that they played this down at GMHBA. Um, <laughs> Collingwood did it on the banner as well. Oh, what they they yeah. played at the G, really? Oh, I didn't fucking hear about it. <laughs> uh, but it, I did see too. Eddie uh, got up and complained about his players wearing white shorts. <laughs> uh, said it led to confusion. It's like, mate, just no, just just take one for a bloke who never pulled on the Guernsey. He's got a fucking big opinion about it. Ah, oh, well, it's what he's paid to do. Have opinions. Is he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a journo. Literally his job, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to our opinions. He's on it. <laughs> yeah. I thought Collingwood were um, very, very aggressive at the start. And yep. that's what got out to a full, full, uh, a good start, four goal lead at the start. But cost of some injuries. Um, you yeah. had. Dugowie. Uh, Dugowie went down. Uh, who was the other one that was out in the first? It was someone else. Well, I can't remember, but they're a test anyway. But it still shows that, I don't know, maybe there are still a few little little weaknesses in that team with uh, injuries and there might not be as full a squad as what they're being purported. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. They've yeah. had a pretty rough injury run, well, again, for a decade. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they've sent uh, Elliot over, uh, sorry, Dugowie, Dugowie over, over to, to Germany, Germany to see uh, Healing Hans yeah. for the uh, calf blood... Uh, surgery or something well I mean they've got the bank to do it why wouldn't you try everything try and get him back because um, this win isn't enough for them obviously they they want to go on to the big one Um, and like he's their best player when he's up and running so you you do everything to try and get him back well the the weird part for me and Frank Costa mentioned it as well to not play Stanley when uh, you're playing against the best ruckman in the league yeah it's a it's a weird call well it is very weird too because I heard uh, one of the assistant coaches, and I think it was Corey Enright, but I could be wrong, um, on uh, the radio beforehand, and he said, "Yeah, we've looked at the radar, and we decided that it's going to be a bit wet, so we'll play." Was it Jordan? No, it wasn't Murdoch. It was, um, oh God, <coughs> Menangola. 
It's uh, like yeah. Minangola instead of Stanley because they right. thought, you know, it's going to rain. But everyone else went, we've seen the radar too and there's no rain coming yeah. tonight. Yeah. So uh, if your reason is, you know, what we're going to lose the ruck anyway, let's get another midfielder out there, then say it. But why? And then Jane Bunn fucked him over. I, why lie? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't know. No, maybe they fucked up. The funny part is that um, since then, uh, they Geelong were chasing Todd Goldstein, and then they sort of cooled off on him, and he was ready to sign a three-year deal with North. You reckon they've heated up since? They have. They've thrown an extra 200 grand at him. Good on him. Good per on season. Him. Old, uh, it's going to be hard for Goldie to say no. Don't know. I know, right? 600 grand? Fuck. That's really... Te- like He'll be expelled from his... Yeshiva, <laughs> if he knocks back 600 grand. But, I mean, at his age, too, you go, well... He's 31. Like, I mean, shit, he should take it. I don't want to see him go, but that's yeah. that's good money with a long contract. Fucking yeah. go, lad. Um, I thought the field kicking of Collingwood was the best I've seen from them all year. Um, there was plenty of times where, you know, they get the ball across half-back, and Jeremy Howe was an absolute monster. Mm, yeah. Um, Ge- Geelong were giving up that little 30-metre pass, and Collingwood said, fair enough. Take it, yeah. We'll take three of them. That equals 90 metres. The game of inches. Yeah. Or centimetres. Or metres. Or metres, yeah. yeah. Sure, we'll go with that one. Um, but yeah, Collingwood just, they play their style of game. And obviously, it is unfair that Geelong are playing at GMBH Stadium, but I don't care. It's not my team. Yeah. Um, yeah but they still got to be able to win at MCG. You still, if you're a better team, you still should beat yeah. Collingwood at MCG. You hear that so often, though. Like, uh, you get teams, like West Coast is famous for it, complain all the time about having to travel to the MCG and then complain about not having enough games at the MCG. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, we can't move the MCG to you, lads. But at the same time, like, everyone starts the year knowing that's what's going to happen. So yeah. Yeah. stop fucking complaining about it. And there are plenty of teams that play less games. I think North had one game at the G this year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. it might have been two. Um, but Could have been three for well, the finals. Anyway, but the, the, the point is, you know that's where the grand final's going to be. It's, yeah. Like, it's no surprises. We've got a plan. You can argue about it. And even Geelong whinging about playing, not playing at GMBH Stadium. It's a shit stadium. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to play there anyway. Yeah. See, I don't quite like it. It's kind of it's got its own idiosyncrasies. Yeah, but it's it's the narrowest stadium going around. So it's yeah. that's just because there's a road on one side. <laughs> yeah. Put a road through it. That's what I do. It is funny that players have to get off a bus on the street, <laughs> just <laughs> go into the back of the uh, the the grandstand kind of thing. Um, but uh, Geelong did waste a lot of opportunities, um, very gettable ones too. Um, that. Uh, once Collingwood got off, got in front. Now, Collingwood didn't score in the last quarter, but they were just hanging on. But yeah, they didn't have to. They yeah. <laughs> it, put the cue in the rack. Definitely, injuries. It definitely looked like they were playing. Although, no, no, we'll hold everything up from here. Thanks. Yeah. Well, with yeah, concerns of yeah, a couple of injury concerns on the bench and you're up, you just want to consult, not not risk uh, losing that lead yeah. when you know that it's going to be very hard to get momentum back, especially against Geelong, who got, got enough talent there to be able to push you out for four quarters. Well, I think it was uh, Jackie Stewart, his F1 sort of saying was your perfect race is where you win by a centimetre because it yeah. means you've taken the least life out of the engine and yeah. uh, you've still managed to get the full points that seems to be what Collingwood did they played smart they're yeah. like look we, we just need to win we don't need to smash them we're not yeah. trying to beat them next week as well we just need to win this match and come out with minimal injuries mm. they had more injuries than they'd want but it could have been worse I mean if Grundy went down they'd they'd be fucked now this is great for me watching as well because I've already seen Essendon get flogged the night before and then Geelong sort of shoot themselves in the foot I mean that was a great couple of days for a Hawthorne supporter without a team in the fight Um, I did see uh, actually last week I don't know if I mentioned this uh, the Hawthorne website um, 
actually had, uh, you know, well, we're not playing finals, so if you have to pick a second team, here's your options. And it had each team and the pros and cons. And, yep. you know, West Coast pros, well, Simpson, you know, he coached at uh, Hawthorne for a little while. Cons, well, they've already won one, and, you know, we've got three in this decade, blah, blah, blah. Essendon, nah. <laughs> no pros. Not, I'm not even going to make a case for these blokes. Geelong, see Essendon. <laughs> well done, team. Well done. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, on to the Bulldogs and the Giants. Now, this is one I definitely got wrong. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Did yeah. not see it coming. Yeah. Um, well, we talked ourselves into the Bulldogs because uh, they were coming in the form side. Uh, yeah. Looking, looking a million bucks, but geez, fuck, they got uh, outdone on every line, including the uh, coach's box. Um, it was only inaccuracy early on that uh, kept the Bulldogs in it um, because in, in the first quarter, uh, you could see it. like It was a, uh, yeah. a Giants game, and at quarter time, they should have been five or six goals up. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, yeah. maybe they've missed their chance, but they just kept coming. They just were so uh, just always belligerent towards towards Bulldogs. They just had no fear, and they just made yeah. sure that Bulldogs knew they were under pressure the entire time. And any little sort of... Um, hint of a, a fight back, a resurgence was always quelled, and also, you know, they put a few tackles on him, make him feel it. Well, he gives a free kick. They played the tag on Bond as well, and uh, rubbed his face in it, literally. Oh, absolutely! They made a point of going after Bond and Pelly. Yeah, and um, the the one we alluded to earlier with Green. Yeah, that should have got a week, should have two. You know what? I was um, on Sunday when the uh, MRO report came in, and they went straight to the tribunal. I thought, "Wow, this is going to shut a lot of the um, conspiracy theorists up." That you know they want they need GWS to get there, and mm. the AFL's on their side. And I thought that's a really good decision to send it straight to the tribunal. If you saw something, you send it. And I didn't yeah. see it watching the game. Yeah. Um, then he got off, and his defence was sorry. What's that? Yeah, is that what it was? He got well, the maximum well, fine. He got the fine. He didn't get right. off. I shouldn't say that, but. He got a fine. Yeah, for repeatedly putting his hand in Bontempelli's face yeah. and pushing his face on the ground, like banging his head in the ground. It, was, yeah. so it wasn't uh, violent, I would say. There'd be no oh, injury, yeah. but it's still, uh, it, it's not what you do. And it's if that happened in regional footy, I'd expect that yeah. boy to get four weeks. So do you reckon they let him off for his good record? <laughs> well, that's the thing too. 17 guilty pleas. How many matches has he been suspended totally? I think not that many. I... I, I want to say it was like eight. It was on the, I saw it on the news before I came. But it was 25 grand's worth of fines all up. Hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's puzzling, I thought. And after watching the replays, I thought, all right, this would be interesting. Um, didn't take him long either. No, and when he came out, it just it seemed like he couldn't give a fuck either. That He's like, yeah, no, I'm really sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, that, and then someone asked, you know, so uh, do you think we'll start playing a bit cleaner now? We'll go back to your old style. He's like, oh, yeah, true and that, and just left. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, means you're not going to do it again, and uh, I'm pretty sure you are. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very, very surprised he got away with that one. Yeah, he's a brilliant player, but, uh, but this he's is... a complete. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Um, he'd be your favourite player if he's at your club. 
No, he's gone beyond that point. Like, think- <laughs> yeah, I'd still fucking hate him. Yeah. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I, I do love the players who uh, push the envelope, and especially the players who do the sneaky veteran shit. <laughs> but just gouging <laughs> yeah. someone's eyes is uh, not sneaky veteran shit. Is he uh, 100 games off trying to get away with those kind of things as well? Oh, I think he's 100 games and a flag off. <laughs> you need a flag to do the sneaky veteran stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to be at least uh, in the hunt for a Brownlow at one stage. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's like your last game kind of thing. Almost, almost <laughs> Alistair Lynch style. Alistair Lynch style, yeah. That's, that's where you can get away with that sort of shit. Yeah. Or people are like, ah, oh, his last game. He's just a can. He never knows that. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, Libertore, uh, both of them were in the stands going, oh, I could have fucking done that. <laughs> <laughs> do it properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- this was uh, GWS at their best uh, as well. I mean, w- that slick ball mu- movement, they had um, options on every line. You know, everybody was a threat. Um, Lockie Whitfield on either side of the body, just yeah. absolutely gorgeous sometimes. Yep. And they even got in their own way a fair bit. I remember seeing, um, oh, was it Himmelberg, I think, decided he wanted to remonstrate with someone and they had a shot on goal that got uh, reversed. Yes, yes. And I was like, you dumb fuck, you are not the enforcer there. Get the fuck out. You've got Mumford on the list for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's He's not exactly. doing a lot else. Um, Although he did pretty good in this, I must say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did his job. Uh, Tim English, he pushed him around, um, which is what he's there to do. But well, he's got 30 kilos on him. Yeah, you do feel that this is the one where, you know, Tim English, second year in the system, and Mumford, 14 years in, this is the one that um, they'll replay when English is, you know, competing for yeah. All-Australian in five or six years ago. Remember remember when he was that lad? Yeah, get, him, get on the sausages. <laughs> and now he's, he's you know, going to be an absolute monster in a few years. Um, I mean, the kind of good news for... Bulldogs out of this one was Norton didn't do his ACL um, yeah, right. and I say kind of good news because it mean, still means he's going to be out for three three months but means he can probably play around one next year mm, but it yeah. didn't look good when he went down Lids has done his everything again done his calf done. the poor lad in, yeah, in yeah. traditional style which is a real shame because mm. obviously you know he's, there is a chance he could have played the Tigers one more time yep the chance could play in a flag uh, yeah as well he's going to miss out of that too <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I just see him go off <laughs> yeah, you just oh Jesus Christ! You know what's happened to you. Yeah, I thought it was a bit rough. The medicos could have chaired him off. <laughs> <laughs> the medicos didn't know. <laughs> he, oh, who did he say? He said uh, Manny Suckling um, was the, the only bloke that knew. Right. Um, because uh, he asked him, he goes, "Mate, you all right?" He goes, oh, "I think I've done it." He goes, "Oh fuck." <laughs> so Manny Suckling knew that he did it um, in the second quarter or something, but yeah. um, oh, it did make a difference to the game, obviously. No, that's it. It was just a mascot for the rest of the game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, obviously that's his career done, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Um, he even said so himself. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see who comes in for him. Well, I'm, I'm hoping uh, Isaac coming. Yeah, he um, was uh, omitted for this match, but yeah. uh, he could definitely come back in. Well, that's it. They've still got a few um, back in the sheds that are doing all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Johnny Patton's going to come in, though. But uh, yeah. anyway... <laughs> he's not in. Oh, if, he, if they need him in Melbourne, he's they're already set. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's already moving his gear in. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he doesn't oh, shit. Have, doesn't have guns anymore. I left it in the city. Yeah. All right. And the final one uh, the Lions and the Tigers on Saturday night. Um, I, I do think the scoreline is slightly misleading on this because Brisbane shot themselves in the foot. 8 17. Yeah. That's bad footy. That was just terrible not being able to capitalise in the first sec- first and second quarter, or the first quarter and half of the second quarter, where they just missed, missed easy shots they should have got. Yep. Um, but I feel like this was a game of the last lines of defence, where obviously yep. you've got uh, Rewalt, Lynch, um, they're two, timber, two tall players that yeah. require a lot of coverage, and they sacrificed 
basically the last line by putting players in front of the leading patterns so yep. that they couldn't take marks, which just allowed our small forward to just run through and kick yeah. goals from the goal square, which mm. is basically where we scored most of the goals from. Yeah, I can say not many goals get outside 30 metres. Yeah. And you got Dusty in, thrown in there as well, where you've got, that's just too many hill for the opposition to cover. I think that was a great move, actually, by uh, Hardwick, because Dusty was getting beaten. In yeah. the middle, yeah. Um, you know, I was watching the game with the old man, who's a massive Tiger supporter. And we're saying, does he's, he's not getting his hands on the ball? Yeah. Um, so let's push him forward. Let's make him play one on one out of there. Um, and he kicked six in yeah. the end, and could have kicked seven. Wasn't their best player on the ground? No, I don't think so either. Um, uh, obviously, they big adjustment with Koch in the second quarter as yeah. well of uh, finding his way to get the ball and do so a little bit of hard underwork as well, which we were missing a little bit. Um, but obviously, Presti, Presti is basically one of the players that takes care of that. He was yeah. getting held very well. And, and obviously, Shatter. Yeah, I'm going to say Shane Edwards was the one. He was the one um, making the play. Yep. Um, and once the handballs started to hit targets, they were just too slick. Yeah, and you see the how the handballs just set up our, our running style. We just always had one man loose. And yeah, continued to put the pressure on them on the rebound where they couldn't make a mistake and that just forces more pressure on them. And, and yeah, the turnover started coming and we just ran away with it. I think Grimes had a bunch of intercept marks too. At, at, half, did, yeah. at half time, I thought the best player for each side was, you know, in the back lines. Grimes was yeah. uh, the best yeah. player for uh, the, the Tigers and yeah. Hodge was the best player for um, Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, I thought Hodge had a, a really decent game as well. Um, and I thought Caddy basically has reinvented himself as a true flanker. Like he can play yeah. forward flank or back flank, and he dominated that position and really set up, uh, set up either a running forward or stop their their basically their congested uh, one out, get them get into the forward line real yep. quick. Loves a goal too. Yeah, exactly. And Jack Graham, I thought was one of the most underrated players for us. Um, one thing that really stood out was how massive his core strength is. Yep. I think there was one point where well, it was we were innocuous part of the play where. He was sort of tripping over. It was the it was a dead ball with a bone of throw or something, and he was sort of off balance. And Zorko went to come out to push him, and he couldn't move him. Yeah, and and yeah. Graham was off balance and just wrestled him to the ground. I was like, "Holy fuck! That's he, actually a lot of core strength. You got to do that to Zorko." He's deceptive in his size. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Because I, you know, in my head before the game, I, I had him as a small forward. Yeah, and then you watch him. Go, you know what? He's a bit bigger than I thought. Um, you could do with picking up a little bit more toe, but you know that's all right. Yeah, and he definitely did his job. And, I mean, Brisbane obviously could have got a little bit of momentum in that first quarter, but oh, I feel ten, like they were going to struggle to run out that match with yeah. um, the Tigers' efficiency. Ten scoring shots to three in the first quarter, yeah. and you go up up by 12 points. Yeah. yeah. It's not good enough. No. A, a lot of players seemed off to Mitch Robertson, I thought. Uh, he looked like he was going to do something, but every single time seemed to struggle. And he had a bit of a, a injury scare too. No, he's done his he's hammy done tendon. His hammy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tendon. Um, year, I think. Which is, I, I think he's gone, yeah. yeah. Um, you can even see it when he did it too. It was late in the game. He's gone, yeah. oh, fuck. Um, it was just resignation. But I thought he was the one one of them who put in a bit of effort. Yeah. Um, and there were times where you go, you know what? He, he could be the spark that yeah. they need. But then somebody down forward fucked it up. Yep. And yeah. i got to say, Eric Hipwood was one of the uh, worst yeah. culprits up forward. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I haven't got his stats off the top of my head, but uh, let's have a look. Seven touches, four marks. Um, not much at all. Not good enough. I thought Christensen played all right for the... For, um, the Lions. Yep. He was dangerous. He was, yeah. dangerous. But he's actually, you know, he was a bit more of a forward thinker. Like, he was smart with when he's using the ball, not giving the first option that puts them under pressure, but yeah. when figuring got, out his way through traffic. When you've got him and Charlie Cameron in the forward line, mm. geez, that's good. And you've got a, a massive, tall, full forward too in uh, Oscar McInerney. Oh, yeah. yeah, or, the, you know, if he's resting down there, or um, uh, McStay as well, who took yeah. some nice mm. marks. But um, Cameron has now got a bunny. Uh, sorry, he is Grimes' bunny. Yep. That's twice he, yeah. he's done him now. Yep. And there was a few times here where Cameron actually got the ball, and he I, I remember when he burnt Christensen 
um, yeah. because he thought, you know, I've got to put some scoreboard pressure on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the wrong it was the wrong option, quite quite clearly. Yeah, just had him rattled. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have any free space or time, and yeah, really struggled to get into the game. And Grimes just he's got, got such good. Ability to position himself yep. where the ball's going to land and it, affect it. And you got to say too, Grimes he copped a fine. Yeah. Um, for staging, I I like that. That's now the standard. Yeah. Set. So yep. there's been a yep. couple of people in the last uh, few rounds that have been done for that kind of staging. Yeah. I don't agree. It was the worst stage ever. No. Like Ling's thing he did. And my favourite part about the, this entire match was just listening to how fucking disappointed the <laughs> entire commentary box was when we started giving a hide and like, just sheer. Oh, it was, it was glorious. I felt flattered. The thing I hated most about this game, though, was the commentary. It was the absolute worst combination. Well, see, that's the problem with finals is they get rid of the Fox Sports ones, yeah. uh, Fox footy, so yeah. you've only got Channel 7. I just, I actually quite like Lingy as a bloke, but I just want to sit him down and say, brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> not brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant. I want to sit him down that's and brilliant. say, yeah, your commentary, it's not brilliant. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's not. It's, um, it's pretty fucking ordinary. Yeah, but for this game, like it was just the the shittest point of the voice was they couldn't even hide it, um, and I loved it. It was fucking shit house. Here you go. Yeah, all right, fuck it. Sorry about those uh, difficulties there with the audio. We'll just power on through. Um, but yeah, like obviously they were winning the first half, Brisbane. It wasn't shown on the scoreboard, but I knew they were fucked when. Yep. Um, Dimmer inserted Richo to their, their change rooms at <laughs> half time. That is a Putin level move. Yeah, well done, isn't, it? isn't I mean, it? Who would allow that? I, I couldn't believe it when I saw him in there. I'm like, who, how did this get okay? Like, that's not ever a good idea for an opposing <laughs> club to have Richo in there. So it's not a good idea for the Richmond to have Richo in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is a double edged sword. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you could see, like, you, they were on top. They were well on top in the first yeah, half. Yeah. But you could see Richmond are going to have their turn. And they're not going to be as wasteful. Um, yeah. And that's the way it turned out. And now, I think Richmond are quite uh, fairly um, favourites for the flag. Um, it's, uh, it's going to be tough to beat. Yep. And it makes the the interesting question of, again, having the week off before the final start, play one game and have another week off, whether that works very well. Because it was Collingwood we would have gone up against last year. We got pumped. Yep. So I'm really interested to see how Collingwood go now. They need a week off for yeah. some injury rehabilitation. But I want to see how the performance from what goes so yeah. you come back against you know the, the pointy end it's going to be very interesting uh, next week because you do feel like Collingwood have just limped to the end of the line but yeah. they're in a prelim yeah mind you Brisbane came in with a clean sheet they were the yeah. only uh, yeah. only team to come into the final series without in- injury and mm. hasn't really uh, played out for them in this match well I mean they've, they've lost one game and yeah. you yeah. know through inaccuracy and now they've lost uh, Mitch Robinson who's been a bit of a heart and soul player for them as well yeah. but uh, yeah it really doesn't do much if they do get to the final though it doesn't give them much confidence if Richmond's in there no, no, no. Yeah. but it's be you, know, to get over. you only need to beat them once. This is true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone can have their day. Um, all right, so now that we've covered the four games, do I know Josh's favourite part is talking about trades. Is any trade news you want to catch us up before we do the next ones? <laughs> oh, man, there's thousands of thousands. Like, every team is apparently having 60 players on the list. Yeah. Um, the, Not the, the Crows. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the, apparently... Matt Crouch is going to every team that his brother isn't. What so. a whore. Whore is around that. Disgraceful. It's just weird that two brothers playing together in the same team have decided, no, nah, we're leaving and fuck you, I'm uh, not playing with you anymore either. It's not often when brothers get to a team that one of them ends up leaving. I mean, it yeah. has happened. Obviously, Rockers did it. Um, but usually once they get together, that they stay together. Yeah, but usually mm. it's not their choice. Yeah, that too. I think the Wakeland twins did it as well. They split up after they were together on the one side. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, they did. Uh, but anyway, um, what about uh, Higgins? Has Higgins signed on yet? Uh, all but, apparently. All but. Because I was watching a few North Melbourne supporters, and I think they were approaching it very differently than they usually do. And they're like, you know what, if he goes, fair enough. If he stays, yeah, good. So it was very much win-win either way. Well, it is. And Higgins is probably going to win the best player of the year for North, even though he missed about six games. What's the middle called, do you know? Um, I do. The Sid Barker. Sid Barker, the Sid Barker, right. Uh, I had to think for a second. There. Yeah, I had to too. I, I, know, I know this, I know this. Uh, Cunnington might take it out, but it'll be between him and Higgins. Yeah. Um, losing Higgins won't hurt them so much because like, he's better than anyone coming through, but he the person coming through needs that time. Yeah. Um, he's, having, he's the best ball user at the club, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. But having guys like uh, Simpkin, LDU, uh, Scott, and... Uh, Thomas take up that role instead will it'll hurt the team in the short term but yeah. realistically next year is not a finals ga- uh, yeah, season exactly, yeah. so yeah. play the long game yeah you take that and Higgins you know who's to say next year isn't his last year anyway yeah so if he gets uh, two year like he's got a two year contract at North at the moment in front of him and I think he's got a two year offer from Geelong and it's realistic to think that Geelong might be you know going for a flag again next year, considering they're still in the finals now. Mm. Yeah, and I wouldn't blame him at all. Um, that that's it, a call you have to make. Yeah, and it makes sense either way. Really. Yeah, exactly. Um, Goldstein's a big one, obviously, with Geelong throwing an extra two hundred grand a season at him. Which, when your price goes up that dramatically, <laughs> you fucking sign that shit. Yeah, yeah, you, you that should. Your career, yeah, especially when you know he came to a bit of form late in the season. Yeah. Um, the other one that everyone's talking about is obviously Burgoyne. Uh, with the GC offering him three years. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he hasn't signed with Hawthorne yet tells you that he's probably gone. Mm. Um, I mean, he'd be the only player to make 400 matches who played for more than one squad. Yeah. Yeah. It would be, uh, be three, obviously, if, if he gets there. But mm. again, I'm a bit the same as with Higgins and stuff like that. You go, he deserves another year. If somebody else is willing to offer him three at 36 or 37, whatever he is, yeah. take it, champ. You know, it's too good. Um, you know, and uh, knowing the way Clarkson works too, he's probably put a good word in for him so he can get the extra yeah. up there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's got big coaching aspirations or anything, but they'll definitely use him in some off-field role. He's too good to leave the game, you know? Mm. Yeah, we say that with a lot of players and some of them just go, no, I'm not, not playing interested. anymore and yeah. uh, my, my days are done. They they tend to also sometimes just disappear. Yeah, yeah, some of them do. And that's their call to make. Um, that's fine. And... Mind you, a coach, uh, as they say, is going to be sacked or has been sacked. Those are the two options you've got. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. There's not many that uh, that don't. So maybe they don't want to have that holding on top of them. Maybe he just wants to start eating KFC again. <laughs> <laughs> fried food, burgers, chips. I don't know. You never know. All right. We'll go to the semi-final round um, of footy. Uh, starts on Friday night. Geelong are hosting the Eagles at the MCG. <laughs> I just feel like saying yeah. that. So Geelong home match. Geelong home game. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think the AFL just went, nah, fuck them? Well, I think to the G. I think they've already got sixty thousand sold. So mm. we've spoken about this many times, but you know, home ground, not home ground. I'm all for more people at the game, the better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it's going to be predominantly Geelong supporters anyway. So you've got yeah. an extra twenty thousand of your own supporters there. Yeah, suck it up. Uh, winner plays Richmond next week at the same ground on the same night. Yep. yep. Um, just stay. Like, think- if West Coast win, just stay. Stay in the hotel. I think Geelong will get get up on this one. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they've been beaten down too many times. They've got some talent there. Um, yeah, I feel like this is going to be where they actually go the next step. I think it'll be interesting to see if Chris Scott doubles down and goes, yep. no, nope, Stanley's still out. Still out. And Nick Nat comes and goes, thank fuck for that. I'm going to well, tear this shit apart. I, I think you've... 
I surely he can't. I mean, all power to him he if he does. He's a stubborn bastard. Yeah. Is he? You reckon? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, they've got to do something. Uh, you know, oh, one thing that we didn't mention in the Collingwood game that I want to do was um, Maynard playing on Ablett. He ran yep. off Ablett every chance he got. Yeah. You know, Ablett can be such a dangerous weapon, but yeah, um, no, he's cooked. He's done. But if the Eagles play Lewis Jetta on Ablett. Yeah. He's not going to keep up with him. No. He's definitely not going to chase him. And Lewis Jett has become one of the best ball users um, mm. for, the, for the Eagles down back as well. I'm, I, I, I'm trying to think of a reason not to tip the Eagles, but they just look like they're running on top of the ground at the minute. I think it's been to rain as well. That's what's uh, getting me across the line. It's com- confirmed my pick. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still think that helps the Eagles more than, uh, more than Geelong. They're both big-bodied teams, yeah. aren't they? Well, when you think about it, like... You put McGovern on Hawkins, probably? No, no, Schofield. Schofield, you reckon? All right, then who do you put on Darling and Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they're going to have to play. Like, if they play a Ruckman, then they can have Blissarves down back because he's their best backman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, or, you know, Harry Taylor's going to have to fill in. Um, they've got another couple of younger lads, or do they bring Lockie Henderson back in and, and then, you know, for um, at the expense of another small player? But, um, you know, they need um, more from Selwood. Um, they need Dangerfield to play his absolute best. Um, and Ablett just make them worry him so that whoever's playing on Ablett can't run off uh, like he did last week. And their big men, too, aren't too bad below their knees. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kennedy especially. Yeah, and um, even Nick Nat, like for a massive lumbering yeah. bloke. Mm, yeah. Well, just his run last week, though, that's what surprised me. I couldn't believe he had that pace in him. Yeah, that no, was good to watch. Especially coming back from an injury after so long. Um so, uh, Brenton, you think Geelong, Josh? Uh, I'm on West Coast. West Coast? Yeah, I think West Coast as well. Um, and Saturday night, we've got uh, the Brisbane Lions are hosting GWS. Um, wow. It's, <laughs> what a tough game. Yeah. To pick after we've seen the best of GWS last week. Brisbane, I don't think, can play that badly again. No. They do match up perfectly with each other, though. Isn't both it? Both teams. Yeah. Like, everything one team does, the other team does just as well, if not better. And you could argue... It'll be decided just on who's on. Well, we've got the All-Australian centre-half forward and the All-Australian centre-half back. I think so. I think Harris Andrews is centre-half I mean, back. The position on the uh, All-Australian team is always a bit man, yeah, yeah, dodgy. Exactly. Far. I think he actually was named in the back pocket. Either way. And um, the government yeah. centre-half back from memory. All-Australian, all um, regardless. Yeah. And probably, uh, I hope they play on each other because it would be a great matchup. but um, they'll probably spend a bit of time running off each other, to be honest. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I reckon that Brisbane will do it. I think they'll bounce back at home, um, put a big score on the board and probably pump GWS. I think Mumford's probably one of the few that can stand shoulder to shoulder with Stefan Martin. Yeah, uh, that's a great matchup. But um, I like Stefan um, around the ground more, oh, than, more than Mummy. At the but, but I think GWS don't expect that from Mummy. They, yeah. they expect him just to stand and deliver. Yeah. And they've got the team around him to do that. Um, I think the mids on both sides are brilliant, but I think they're slightly better in GWS. Yeah. Uh, at least in potential, they don't always fire at once. And with Toby Green getting off, I think that's just, the fix is in. Um, it's going <laughs> yeah, to be 40 free kicks to three. <laughs> like we said, it's a good game to win this one because Collingwood uh, got injury troubles yeah. um, and you get to play them at the G the following week. Yeah. And I feel like GWS won't be worried about being outnumbered in the crowd because they're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll be strict yep. to have a crowd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, 40,000. It'll be a sellout again um, Saturday night at, mm-hmm. uh, at the Gabba. So who we got? Yeah, I want GWS. Brenton? Brisbane. Fuck. Oh, um, yeah. I'd like to see Brisbane win one final. 
I think uh, it, it'd be uh, it'd be good for him. Um, and then either of these two teams against Collingwood next week is another fifty fifty call. Yeah, I exactly. reckon. And that that'll be the the pick of the next weekend. Mm-hmm. See, no one here is a massive fan of Collingwood. I think Essendon's become the worst uh, hated team oh, yeah, since. Yeah. But is it better? not liking Collingwood for them to make a grand final and lose it again <laughs> or yeah. not make it um, only because I out of the teams left um, GWS or Brisbane are the two I'd like to see one of them win it um, so in that respect yeah. then fuck Collingwood yeah uh, Essendon's already out so yeah, exactly. Collingwood's next on my hit list <laughs> yeah alright that'll do us for this week yeah good luck alright peace Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.